the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Darkness. This is Always Right Radio on AM 1420. The answer is your host, Bob France. All right, hour number two now underway. Good morning to you. Thanks for being with us on Always Right Radio. Uh, eight minutes after 10 on a Wednesday, the 30th morning of the eighth month in the year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, thanks again to uh, Mike McCormick. Tremendous information there. We'll come back to that story in just a little while. But for now, I want to talk about a different story. ProPublica, left-wing, uh, quote-unquote, news and journalism organization. I use that very, very loosely. It has written a series of hit pieces on Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, the man that I consider to be the soul of the Supreme Court. Uh, he might not be the Chief Justice, but he is, uh, without question, its most influential figure. According to ProPublica, um, Clarence Thomas has received uh, an overabundance of gifts uh, in the form of trips and travel and all kinds of other extraordinary experiences and informa- and uh, uh, experiences, um, and they have all come from donors, mega donors, wealthy conservative donors that may or may not, according to ProPublica, have had some business before or been connected with those who might have business before the Supreme Court. So, in other words, they are questioning uh, Justice Thomas's ethics. As a matter of fact. Alexandria uh, Damasio-Cortez has declared that there should be a full-on investigation into and an impeachment of Justice Thomas from the Supreme Court on ethics questions. Well, the response to that has come uh, loudly from about a 100 former law clerks of Clarence Thomas, among others. Uh, They have written a letter defending Justice Thomas. Uh, the letter recounted his life story, uh, descended from African slaves, raised by his grandfather in segregated Georgia, going to law school, going to the Supreme Court, and so on and so forth. And they claim that his integrity and his ethics are second to none. Over a 100 former law clerks wrote that. No one has been more supportive of and defensive of Justice Clarence Thomas than Mark Paoletta. Now, Mark, you probably recall, we've had him on after he uh, came out with his book, Created Equal, Justice Thomas in his own words. We talked to him after the first round of ethics complaints or, or slander, maybe, of, um, of Justice Thomas. And now we want to bring Mark Paoletta back on because Mark is, uh, is perhaps, uh, maybe more well versed in the history of Clarence Thomas and knowledgeable about his dealings on the Supreme Court than anybody in America. He was the Chief Oversight Counsel for Congress, Trump Office of Management and Budget General Counsel, and he was uh, a key part of getting Justice Thomas confirmed to the Supreme Court when the first of what is now, I would call, two high-tech lynchings took place back in 1991. Mark Paoletta, welcome back to our program here in Cleveland. How are you? Hey, Bob. Thanks for having me back on. 
Good to have you back on. This is a lot of stuff. This, you know, I've been kind of just thinking most of this would do what it normally does in the news cycle. They would make some ridiculous, uh, completely unfounded allegations. You know, uh, there would be a couple of words of denial, and we would move on. But they are, uh, they are um, very, very dedicated to this, Mark. Uh, this, this expose, as they see it, of a corrupt Supreme Court justice taking gifts from rich conservatives um, in violation of Supreme Court ethics rules. Uh, they're not letting this go. They're like a bulldog on a, on a soup bone with this. Can you tell me why, is, or is it just a continuation of what we saw beginning in 1991, Mark? You know, Bob, I think it's, um, it's a continuation to be sure, but it's really amped up, I think, and you've really seen in the past few years. And it's really because the court's become uh, an originalist court. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the old days, even if it was a Republican president or Republican appointees, Democrat president, Democrat appointees, they were all kind of uh, um, left of center. It was an activist court that uh, imposed their will on the American people. So they created a right to an abortion out of the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And now with this, this court, it's really come, you know, you saw this really ramp up. And like these pro public investigations literally started right after the Dobbs decision, which struck down Roe v. Wade, like 50 years in the making, right? The affirmative action case just came out. So there are all these monumental cases that are happening um, that are changing American jurisprudence. And I think the left and the media um, are very angry about this and want to take out the Supreme Court. And if you remember Chuck Schumer saying, you know, Gorsuch and, and Kavanaugh better vote a certain way on an abortion case. This was all the way back in March of 2020. Uh, or you, you, they won't know what hit them. It really ramped up. And then, of course, you had assassins come to um, uh, an assassin, uh, would be assassin come to uh, Justice Kavanaugh's home. Um, and it's all because, in my view, the, the, the Supreme Court has become, you know, no longer the playground of the left to implement right. abortion, uh, implement uh, affirmative action. And I, so I, these ethics, so, so their next thing was to go after them on these ethics charges, which, and to me, are literally all baseless, and I've written extensively on I appreciate you having me on to kind of push back on some of these, explain why they, they don't add up to anything. Yeah, I want to do exactly that in a moment, but first, just to back up, you kind of read my mind because you're right about what Schumer said, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh and, and later Amy Coney Barrett, you know, that if you continue with these decisions, you will reap the whirlwind, et cetera. Yeah. Why Thomas? Why not one of the new, uh, you know, members, the new originalists, as yeah. you say? Why not Alito yeah. to the level that they have Justice Thomas? It- Great question. And, you know, it's funny, when, when the Dobbs decision came out, the person that went, they went the most after was Justice Thomas, even though Justice Alito wrote the opinion. I think it goes back to about all the way back to 1991. I worked on that confirmation. I was right there with Justice Thomas, and it was a horrible, horrible time of, as we talked about. Um, but they failed. You know, and when you fail to take somebody out and you spend that much time, you hate that person. Uh, and um, at least the left does. And so, uh, and, and I think Thomas is the most influential justice on the court. And so he's the leader and he's somebody that and he's a black conservative, which it, it really, really sends the left into spasms uh, that Clarence Thomas does not, you know, uh, subscribe to the way they think a black person has to think. It's really racist. It, it's utterly racist. But, you know, he stands there unbowed, 700 plus opinions. And they know he's the leader, and that is the person that drives him crazy. And he never bows, right? Even on 
So some of these opinions, just like his, his um, Dobbs concurrence, right, which talked about substantive due process and how a whole host of other opinions are probably unconstitutional. So mm-hmm. Thomas is, as I always describe, unbowed. They're taking their shots at him, and it's not fun for him. Uh, but he just, he just drives the left crazy, unlike any justice in history. Uh, and um, and, it's, and it's, it's dangerous. Uh, and uh, it's unnerving, but um, but it, it, and that's why people need to push back and explain to the American people why this is why this attack is happening and, ex- and kind of pull it apart to, to understand right. you know what the left is doing. Mark Paylet is my guest. Mark is a biographer of uh, Clarence Thomas. He is a close personal friend of Clarence Thomas. Uh, he uh, obviously worked, as we just discussed, to uh, get Clarence Thomas confirmed to the Supreme Court way back in 1991 during the quote-unquote high-tech lynching. And now uh, you rise to the defense of Justice Thomas, unlike really uh, anybody, anyone else. Um, let's talk about the allegations. ProPublica and this is kind of re- reprinted from uh, by the Daily Dot, uh, kind of kind of summarizing this. They claim that um, the trips and vacations and so forth that Justice Thomas has received from wealthy friends and perhaps influential individuals uh, include, and I'll quote, a cadre of industry titans and ultra wealthy executives. End quote, giving him thirty eight destination vacations, yacht trips in the Bahamas, eight helicopter trips. 26 private jet jaunts, skybox tickets to a dozen sporting and professional events, lavish resort stays in Jamaica and Florida, and an uber-exclusive invite to one of the choosiest golf clubs in the world, end quote. Um, so, Mark, they're very specific in the, the number of things that they are saying are questionable ethics-wise. Eight trips, 26 jet jaunts, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. That's a lot of stuff, and and to a layperson just hearing this for the first time, they would say, "Oh my gosh, you know, this guy is just living lavishly, lavishly on the dime of other people." Clearly, he is he is not objective, and he is not following the ethics rules of the Supreme Court. That's what somebody who doesn't know anything would say. How do you respond to all of that? Yeah. So first of all, none. So Justice Thomas has lots of friends, some of whom are wealthy. But but the first thing to start off with is there's not a single person there. Uh, that, that the, of these friends who has business before the Supreme Court. So that's one of these things, as you see in the articles, they say they may have, or we haven't identified anything yet. So there's nothing that any of these friends of Justice Thomas, you know, ha- has with respect to business before the Supreme Court. Second, this ProPublica story, I don't know where they get these numbers from. I do know this. They go off on detail. Okay, one of their, their big story in this latest attack, right, is that Justice Thomas was in the Bahamas, and was sailing on a yacht with a friend named Tony Novelli, um, you know, in the in the past few years. Okay, that's a and they they describe the boat. I think it's called the Le Montreche or something like that. It's a 126 foot yacht. They have eight photos of it um, uh, in, in the article, and it's all a complete lie. Justice Thomas has not been in the Bahamas since the 1980s. Okay, he didn't meet Tony Novelli till the 2005. He's never been on a boat. Never, I should say sailed on a boat owned by Tony Novelli. That boat that's referenced in the, in the story or any other boat. There was a boat that Tony Novelli co-owned with a friend of Justice Thomas that was docked um, down in Florida. And he literally walked on the boat uh, to get a, a, a tour of the, if you know anything about Justice Thomas, he loves engines. <laughs> so we went down into the, into the engine room for about 30 minutes uh, with, the, with the captain, looked at it and got off. Didn't sail, didn't do anything. It was, it was you know, it's at the dock. Um, that is the only boat. It was called the Daybreak in 
Florida. Okay, he has never been with Tony Novelli in the Bahamas. So this story, right? I'm not sure the editorial standards or the fact-checking standards of ProPublica, but it is an utter lie. Okay. One of the other stories you talk about these these uh, tickets and that sort of thing. Yes. He went to a college football game with his friend David Sokol. Okay. Um, to, to, to see the Nebraska Cornhuskers. He was in a box. Um, those tickets have a specific price. I got it from the athletic department. It was $65 for the ticket, okay? The reporting requirement is $415, okay? His wife w- w- was there with him, so whatever, I don't know if that math is, $130. Yeah. Um, and so um, uh, he didn't have to report it. But I go back to, Bob, and I put some of this up, and I urge your li- uh, listeners to, to follow me at, at Mark Paoletta on Twitter, or on X now, because there are, I, I put up scores of photos of Barack Obama or Joe Biden, or Jill Biden, sitting in the, you know, the, the box with Roger Goodell at the Supreme Court, uh, at the Super Bowl, or, you know, Barack Obama sitting courtside at games, or Joe Biden sitting at, in boxes, or right behind home plate. Those are, nobody raises a question about, their, and they're governed by the same reporting law, of, of why, is this, why is this person sitting there? Did he pay for this ticket? It's the, now, in Justice Thomas's case, it was a $65 ticket. But the way the ProPublica writes about it, it's like it's a $40,000 ticket, and, and, and Justice Thomas broke the law by not reporting it. It's just this sort of gaslighting that goes on to attack Thomas on every single thing he does. Joe Biden, I put this up too, I'm like, I'm like Justice Thomas has friends who have nice homes. He goes and stays with them. He visits them. Okay, in the ProPublica story, they talk about David Sokol's home down in Florida. Yes, it's nice. I've been down there. Okay, he has a home out in in uh, in Wyoming, but they're their homes. He went to visit his friends at their homes. Contrast that with Joe Biden, who literally goes and takes donors' homes, who he's not friends with. Right, they're not there at the home, and he uses it. He's never reported that uh, that stay, uh, and he's and I've documented all the times he's done it as vice president or president. Um, and so it's this attack. I call it the weaponization of ethics. Um, now, going back to uh, the larger issue, Bob, of, of, of Justice Thomas in traveling, mm-hmm. what ProPublica left out of their very first piece on Justice Thomas, okay, is that um, uh, there is a provision uh, you know, that allows justices when they're with, with what's called personal hospitality, they're going with their friends. They're not people with business before the court. That's extremely important to, to, to make clear. Okay. They're just his friends and they have a nice home. Uh, he goes up to a, a, a summer home in, in the Adirondacks and hangs out with his friends. Okay. That is called personal hospitality. Okay. And it's not required to be reported in 2011. 20 Democrat members of Congress filed a complaint with the Judicial Conference claiming that Justice Thomas should be reporting these things on his forms. And you know what? In 2012, after the Judicial Conference, and that's the governing body that implements the the relevant law called the Ethics in Government Act, the the Ethics Disclosure Laws, the Judicial Conference does that for the judiciary. They looked at this and issued a letter saying Justice Thomas hasn't omitted any information from his forms, okay? And... Boom, they moved on. with That was back in 2012. That complaint concerned his friend Harlan Crow and some of the tricks Justice Thomas had taken with Harlan Crow. He's friends with them. Uh, and so, um, you know, that's what ProPublica has left out of their story, which basically explodes the whole basis for this story. Now, you talk about trips. And so sometimes it's like, 
Justice Thomas hasn't disclosed it or some people not liking that he went on a number of trips. If you look at the number of trips Ruth Bader Ginsburg went on, it was hundreds of trips. Okay? Justice Breyer went on 233 trips. Okay, 17 of them paid for by the Pritzker uh, billionaire family. Okay, um, all over the world. He called them fly arounds to Spain and Ireland. So it's not uncommon for for public officials to 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 fly somewhere. Um, uh, but it's the attack on Justice Thomas and saying it's a, you know he's violating the law, which is which is dishonest. We are talking to Mark Paoletta. Mark is uh, is uh, one of the most influential members in in uh, uh, Justice uh, Clarence Thomas's inner circle. He was a big part of him getting. Uh, confirmed to the Supreme Court, and he has uh, written a book about him. He is also a good friend. You wrote this piece for the Wall Street Journal earlier this month, just what, what a week and a half ago, uh, about some of what you're telling us right now. And how do you, Mark, respond to those who are seizing upon Justice Thomas's own words when asked about these things that include, I have always endeavored to follow all of the ethics rules and the reporting rules, and uh, if rules have changed, I will try, or, and I'm paraphrasing this part now, uh, to do the same. In other words, endeavoring is, is, and trying are different than actually doing. Sure. And they're oh, seizing absolutely. upon that yeah. as saying that he's almost admitting that he hasn't reported everything he should. Uh, so... Bob, so the, the Ethics in Government Act, right, is the law that governs all these disclosures for executive branch officials, um, congressional officials, and judicial officials, okay? So everybody in the government lives by this law. And I would hazard to guess that almost every single member of Congress and staffer, every single member of Congress, okay, has made an error on their form, okay, and had to amend it, okay? I, I invite your readers to go to... Um, Open secrets, it's called, um, or or court listener, and and look at uh, some of the uh, amendments. So people make honest mistakes. Um, so Justice Thomas, a few years ago, had um, uh, his wife had worked in the government, and then she moved into the private sector and to the Heritage Foundation, and he had um, forgotten to list her on that. So he, you know, when it was brought to his attention, he amended it. So those things happen all the time with with public officials. So. You know, and, and Justice Breyer, Justice Sotomayor, uh, last year, she had gone on, I think, six trips in 2016. Okay. Paid for, paid for by other people. Okay. To go speak, um, uh, at different universities or different events. Okay. She forgot to, 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 to disclose them, six of them until, uh, 2016 until 2022. So I don't question her ethics on that. She, she, she forgot. Okay. She, she, it was an oversight. But that happens all the time. If you look at the justices, um, Justice Ginsburg has filed multiple amendments uh, back when she was on the court. So it's not we, – we wish we were all perfect, okay, uh, in terms of our filing. But you make your best, you know, good faith. Um, you, you might have forgotten something. Uh, you may have forgotten, uh, you know, um, that somehow you sold something or whatever it is. Um, and so it's not unusual is the point. And so that's why Justice Thomas styled yeah, it that and, way. And, and Mark, uh, we're just about out of time. I want to do what you said a moment ago and steer people to your Twitter feed or X feed, which is Mark Paoletta, for those who don't know, P-A-O-L-E-T-T-A, P-A-O-Letta, Mark Paoletta. Uh, because especially the thread that you have, and I'm going to retweet it as well so people can find it. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll be able to see it then as well. Um, but my last question to you is, before people go and read those uh, very important tweets, that thread that you put together is, 
Why does Justice Thomas still do it? You know, they're coming for him with all of these extraordinarily uh, um, uh, politicized, unfounded accusations. They're trying to tear him apart. They're trying to tear his life apart, his legacy. And I understand what you said at the beginning, that they're going after the court because of its current makeup and, of course, Dobbs and so forth. But they're targeting Justice Thomas. It just makes me wonder when he's going to say, man, enough of this crap. Uh, I'm I'm done and, and retire from the court. Any reason why he keeps going that you know? You know, Bob, he's, he's committed to the job. He loves his job. And I've put this up on Twitter, too. Your, your listeners can find it. There's a great clip from that movie, Created Equal, uh, which is uh, where he says, I don't run from bullies. I never back down. I never cry uncle. So you attack Justice Thomas, and it may not be pleasant for him, but he's not backing down. Uh, and I think he understands also, right, that they're doing it to other justices. He's the one getting it the most, right? But you've seen them come after Justice Alito the, and, and, and Gorsuch and, and Barrett um, and, and even Roberts. And so Justice Thomas is the leader, and it's by his example that I think a lot of them get strength. And so uh, so he's not going away. He's in great shape, okay, the best shape he's been in a long time. I, you know, he's only 75 years old. Uh, you know, Justice Stevens served until he was 90. Uh, so uh, he's got some years on the court. He loves it. He understands, uh, you know, and that, that, that his profound impact. Uh, he would never talk about that, but in terms of on, on American jurisprudence. So um, he's, a, he's a man of principle, and he's not backing down, and he, and he doesn't like bullies. Uh, I'll say that. And I said one more thing. Well, I love, um, mm-hmm. Thanks for mentioning my, my Twitter feed. MarkPayoletta.com is where I put all my articles, too. So they're all up there sitting there uh, for, your, for your, your folks. Even, uh, even better, yeah. Even better. Thank you, Mark. I'm glad you told me that. Yeah, and I'm so glad that he is not a man who will back down in the face of this incessant uh, uh, attacking and the slander of his character and of his of his record. Mark Paletta, thank you for what you're doing. I appreciate it very much, and uh, we'll keep following up with you. As long as they're going to keep attacking him, we'll give you the opportunity to respond on his behalf. Thank you so much, Mark. Thanks, Bob. Okay. All right, you got it. 1029, we took it all the way to the news. That means we've got to catch up a little bit. We'll do that, and then we'll come back with phone calls. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.